Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Mel. And I'm Trish. And this is the Don't Give a 50 podcast. Let's make getting old the new gold, as oh, you say. I like that. I like that one too. That was mine. I think that was mine. Hi, 50-ishers. It's Mel and Trish. Welcome to another episode of the Don't Give a 50 podcast, a podcast for midlife women who dare to be awesome and don't give a 50. We're not slowing down. We're not putting on the handbrake. In fact, we're thriving well, we're and live our best lives. we're not slow down. <laughs> Every now and then, we do. Trish and I certainly do. Our intention is to not slow down quickly. <laughs> yeah, I might need to rephrase that. I think everyone knows what we mean. Um, we have a review. Now, this was an interesting one because this lovely 50-isher actually doesn't have a name on the Apple reviews, just some really cute emojis. So dancing, dancing lady, happy face, said, <laughs> Loved the bookcases episode. So relatable and informative, yet super fun and entertaining. Really good to listen to on my lunchtime walks. Thanks. So thank you, dancing lady, happy face emoji yes. girl. <laughs> We're thrilled. If there's any other emojis out there that would like to leave us a review, we'd be very grateful. <laughs> See how funny Come you can Come on, make them. poo head eggplant. <laughs> With, yeah. <laughs> I was trying to say something funny then and I just oh. couldn't come up with anything, Trish. Yeah, but anyway. Or eggplant smiling face. <laughs> that would be a smiling dickhead. Oh, can I say oh. that? Am I allowed to say that? Yeah, you're allowed yeah, to yeah, say cool. that. Absolutely. We don't give a 50, remember. We won't think that of you if you left a review, though. We won't. Promise. So today we are excited to be talking to the formidable and incredible Chelsea Bonner. She makes her goal sound really quite simple, Trish, to change the perception of beauty in the fashion and entertainment industry, not just here, but around the world. Yeah. Hard to get our heads around that one. That's that's quite the goal. 
Mm. It would seem impossible to most, almost laughable, if she hadn't already made such a huge difference and amazing inroads through her agency, Bella Management. So Bella Management was born in 2002 in Chelsea's spare room. There was no fancy office, no glossy prints in the hallway, just willful determination to be the change she wanted to see in the world. With Chelsea's vision, Bella Management has evolved into an agency with a holistic and healthy approach to representing models and talent of every ethnicity, size, gender and age with a team of agents all committed to championing diversity and inclusion. And this is epic. Goodness. Absolutely. Much of Chelsea's crusade in bringing positive change to the fashion and media industry has been an uphill battle, and I can only begin to imagine. The agency is now known all over the world, with Bella models appearing on world-first covers and main fashion editorials in publications, including Sports Illustrated, Vogue and Elle. Profile talent such and, as... sorry to interrupt, that mm. Sports Illustrated swimsuit edition. Yeah, coveted, yeah, 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 which Brilliant. is just, which is so good. Chelsea's been profiled on Australian Story twice with the Bio Docs, The Beauty Myth, and follow up Shapeshifters. Her first book, Body Image Warrior, part memoir, part manifesto, was released in 2019. She's also a keynote speaker and author and a fierce advocate for body positivity. She regularly delivers speeches to school groups discussing the importance of healthy and realistic body image as well as healthy self-esteem. Amir Friedman endorsement graces her book cover, referring to Chelsea as a powerhouse, and we totally agree with this. So here she is, Chelsea Bonham. Welcome to the Don't Give a 50, 50 tribe, gorgeous Chelsea Bonner. Hi, Chelsea. Good to see you. Hello. How are you? Yeah, we're good. Thanks. Yeah. We know you're at the Gold Coast. Good. Wish that you could be here in the studio with us. That would be epic, but be we'll take what well, we can get. Happy to have you anyway. Yeah, absolutely. So, Chelsea, yeah. thank you so yeah. much for spending time with us today. I devoured your book this week and absolutely loved it. So many times I wanted to reach out and just give you the biggest, hugest, tightest hug. That's very nice. Thank you. I could have done with it. Oh my gosh. Yeah, (laughs) girl. So, some of you, Fifties Tribe, may not know that Chelsea was actually born into the Australian entertainment industry. She's the daughter of one of the country's most famous media couples of the time. Chelsea's mother, Nola Bonner, who is just a beautiful woman inside and out, was one of Australia's top models at the time. And her dad, Tony Bonner, was the heartthrob hunk helicopter pilot of the icon Aussie TV series Skippy. But it didn't really get much more famous than that in Australia at the time, did it, Chelsea? Look at me. Chelsea. No, She's no. shortened your name already. Oh my God, I've got this awful <laughs> habit of just shortening okay, everyone's name. <laughs> I'm Chelsea to everyone. I even sign all my business emails okay, Chelsea. Okay, it's good. Just, yeah, I'm not a very formal person. Oh, awesome. So, <laughs> so Chelsea, I only realised after reading your book and I watched your bio docs on Australian Story that that outward picture perfect family environment was not really the image that was parallel behind closed doors. Are you willing to share no. your backstory and how it helped kind of shape you into the amazing, determined to change the world woman you are today? Sure. We love <laughs> strong women. Yeah. <laughs> I think strength in general is generally born from adversity of some kind, isn't it? So you kind of get forged in the fire, right? Yeah. So. You know, my dad was a really, really terrible alcoholic and a lot of people didn't know that growing up. And so, you know, it was was a very difficult 
upbringing because we had a crazy person living in the house with us. And when that person is also supposed to be your parent or a person that you can rely on, it makes it even more difficult because you've got nowhere to go. So you feel quite... um, quite lost, but I was very lucky in that I had my mum because she is an angel on earth and she was very protective and shielded us from as much of it as she could. And we were just incredibly lucky to have great family on her side of the family. My I was very, very close to my grandparents. And so and that's what helps you survive. You know, it's your community and you and your family and your friends and all of those things that are around you that help you survive those situations. So yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm really lucky that I had all of those great influences in my life and I had somewhere to run to. So when I ran away from home, I, there was somewhere safe to go, mm. whether it was my neighbour's house or my grandparents' house or somewhere because that's how so many people end up on the streets because they don't have enough community yeah. or they don't have family members in mm. the same area as them, yeah. they live remotely or in another city mm. and that's how our kids get lost and end up on the street. And, you know, that very definitely would have happened to me if I hadn't had those safe spaces to hide. So I was really lucky. Yeah, Yeah, that is amazing. Mm. So from a young age, you were, I guess, drawn into the modelling industry because it's what your mum did. You're always around famous people. So how did that journey of kind of getting into the industry start for you? Well, I think, you know, it's like any any child, when you when you growing up, you watch what your parents do mm. and you see what your parents' friends do and what your the kids you hang around with, what their parents do. And that's sort of how you get your knowledge of the adult world and professions and things that you might like to do when you get older. But our whole friendship group were all creatives. So they were either actors or models or directors or singers or, you know, and all the kids of all these creatives and we would all hang out together. So it kind of never, ever occurred to me that I would do anything other than work in the arts and entertainment industry. Mm. I just didn't know exactly what, yep. but I, I, it, I was never going to be doing anything else in my mind. I've never thought about it. And it's such a fascinating, I mean, even now I've been doing this since I was, you know, 15, 16 years old and I'm 49, I'm 50 next year. And I just can't, I, I never get bored. There's always something to do. There's always something new to think about. There's always something new to learn. There's always There's always something going on and we've seen in the last 10 years particularly the advent of social media and content creators and content being king now and how do we create those opportunities for new talent coming through. And so it's it's a great industry for someone like me who's got a really active mind and you know need I need constant stimulation. I get bored really easily. So it's it's overstimulation is about my my speed. (laughs) (laughs) So tell us a little bit about the journey from kind of when you knocked on the first agency door to starting your own agency? I mean, obviously, there's a whole book about that. Yeah, there's a whole book about that. And I highly recommend it. I loved it. Thank you. Yeah. Well, basically, I was the same size as my mum. I was borrowing all my mum's clothes and they fit me perfectly. And so I just assumed, like any 14-year-old would, that I could be a model because I was exactly the same size and height as my mum. So I went in to see an agency and they told me to come back when my shape settled down. And that was really confusing because, Mm. you know, I was thinking I'm in my mum's clothing, which I borrow and steal all the time from her. But what they could see that I couldn't see at that age was that at 14, I was already taller than my mum. And although I was the same 
size as her at the time, I had really big boobs and I was curvy. Mm. So they could see that within a couple of years, I was going to be too big for mainstream modelling. But when you're that young, you don't know that. All I just thought was if I starve myself and get rid of all of the, you know, settle down my shape, which is what they asked me to do, Mm. so get rid of the curves, then I'd be fine. Then I'd be able to model and then I'd be able to travel the world like my mum did and I'd, I'd off I'd go into my life yeah. <laughs> and escape the alcoholism and everything that was going on yeah. at home. So, you know. Exit stage left. I, I was very motivated. Yeah. I was like, okay, well, if I have to starve myself to do this and, and get on with my life, then that's what I'm going to do. So that's what I did. And it just started so many years of just, you know, terror and horror and there's nothing more... There's nothing more damaging than being afraid of your own body. Oh, yeah. You know, being afraid to just live in your own body. And it really does so much damage to the psyche. And we see that every day. And that's part of why I started Bella was so that I could represent curve or plus size models. I just, I refer to models as models. Mm. We represent um, models of all different sizes, but it's unfortunately still still clients and and media refer to anyone over a size 10 as plus size or curve so just to make it easier for everybody I'll use that terminology. I do love the kind of it's being labeled more curved now than your plus size I mean it's still not a great label but it's better than the plus I mean plus what 15 more plus what plus awesome yeah plus what I know it drives me crazy yeah you you know, it's um, it's become kind of like a shorthand and honestly I, I don't think I'm the only one that's tried to get rid of the terminology. Yeah. It's I don't think it's going anywhere. Yeah. People use it now in their advertising every day. Mm. It's just kind of one of those things that unfortunately I think is going to be really hard I always to use the word voluptuous when I'm describing myself and I actually looked it up in the dictionary once and the definition I got was full of and fond of the luxuries and pleasures of life. And I thought, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to own that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like Chelsea, can we um, just step back momentarily to when you went into the, the, sure. um, the model agency in your mum's clothes? Because as you were telling that story, my mind was racing that, well, what happened between the time that your mum was modelling and the time that you walked in as a 14-year-old? And was it purely your shape? Is it that they just could not? Yeah, well, that's what they told me at the time. Come back when my shape settles down. So, but you were the same size so, as your mum. So did your mum have, have a different shape? Yes. Mum's very straight up and down. Mm-hmm. So she she doesn't have much of a boob and she was sort of all legs and arms and she's very long and elegant sort of just totally different body shape yeah yeah so it was was all about the shape probably like the bone structure etc bone structure Mm. yeah 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 all that sort of stuff because my younger sister sky she did the same thing as me but she got picked up straight away because she looked exactly like my mum but the younger version. Mm. So she had all the long, elegant bones and all the, you know, lovely long fingers and beautiful aquiline nose and mm. typical model-looking person. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So, Sometimes I wonder yeah. whether those agencies now, like if they'd known the damage that they were doing to young women at that time with the they comments. They still do it, so yeah. yes. I think they yeah. would still they do would, it. They don't, I mean, care, they don't give a 50? No, they don't. I think it's just care. all driven by the dollar. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's what they wanted and that mm. was that era. The amount of models come to us from other agencies after being told that, you know, they're constantly measured and constantly not good enough mm. and this isn't good enough and hair's not good enough and nails aren't good enough and not good enough. Good, and they end up coming to us because they just can't handle yeah. it. Yeah, which is so nice. And we get 
no, it's revolting. And we, you know, we don't care. We sign, We have models on our books. Our smallest model is probably a size six and our largest dress size probably around a 20 cents. Yeah. The most commonly booked models are, from us anyway, are around a size 8 to 10 and then a size 14 to 16 is the most common sizes. Yep. But we're seeing a lot more work for size 12, 10 to 12, that sort of thing, which is great. Mm. And we're seeing a lot more work up in the size 18, 20, 22 range, which is also yep. great. But we always say when we sign someone, you can come into us as a size six and if in two months you're a size 10, we don't care. We will just change the target for the clients. We just change our direction with our marketing of you. You don't have to change. We change our brief. We change our concept. We change the pitch. And that's what a good agent should be able that's to right. do. Yeah. One of the things I found really yeah. interesting in your book too was that the models that you saw when you were working in different agencies and even when you were overseas, you would get these young, beautiful girls walk through the door and come in and then they would be yeah. signed. But yeah. then after six months in the industry, you'd see them again and they were grey and hollow and mm. you could tell yeah. that they'd, yeah. that the industry was yeah. affecting them with a negative. And Negatively. They were, yeah, and they mm. were kind of... Well, you know... On top of everything else, the the average age for a, a model starting out is about 15, 16. So they, they're not fully formed yet of all of their own ideas and their womanhood and their strengths and their femininity and all of that sort of stuff. They're, they're children. That's right. Mm. So they walk into this adult environment and then they have these creepy people telling them what their body should look like all day, every mm. day. And then we wonder why they end up having to take drugs mm. and throwing up and all of that sort of stuff as they start to go through puberty, yeah. which they haven't even gone through yet, and their body changes. And then, it, you know, they feel like they're failing because they're being yelled at all the time mm. that you know, you're not good enough, you're not good enough, you're not good enough. All they're doing is growing into women yeah. and they're being shamed and shamed for that. Mm. And then we wonder why they're on drugs and they've got eating disorders. I mean, it just it fascinates me at that this is still going on in this day. It fascinates me that there's no accountability, that there's no, you know, checks in place that, you know, that language that um, and just general treatment. You know how we were talking a few weeks ago with an actress who since the Me Too movement they now have intimacy coaching, for example. So it it because yes. of you know, because of the nature of, you know, you getting up close and personal with certain people. So I just wonder, like, for example, within the modeling industry, that they can't put something in place that protects girls, for example, mm. around language and around just like some boundaries about what you can and can't it's say. It's really difficult. I know. Mm. It's really hard because owning an agency is kind of like opening an empty shop and then deciding what products you want to sell. Yep. So you have a whole bunch of wholesalers come to you with their products and you choose the ones you want to put in your shop. Yep. But there's a way you can do that nicely and kindly or, or there's a way you can do that that's just going to ruin that person for the rest of their mm-hmm. life and they'll be terrified to walk into any shop and ever offer their produce again. So I'm not saying that agencies don't have the right to choose the type of person that they want to represent but it needs to be authentic then. So if you're only going to represent size eight models, then you you should only ever sign people who are naturally a size eight. Naturally. You should not be forcing mm. women and, and children into being a size eight when they're not that. And this is where the problem comes mm. in is, mm. yeah, it's like yeah, it's, the round whole square peg thing. Yeah, you know? exactly. So, exactly. Sometimes yeah. you're just not going to fit. But I guess, you know, it's similar yeah. with any business. It's down to the person who's running it and their values and if they're going to stick to them. Like that's, that's right. why you've created that's something exactly. so special because 
you're not going to compromise your values for the sake of making money or whatnot. You know, that's your business no. model. It's like this is all about our, people our and how they feel. And our models are our partners. Yeah, love yeah. it. They're our partners and, and we do things that, that our own talent tell us that they've never heard of before. We, we send surveys out. We see how we can do things better. We see how we can service them better. Are we using the right language? Are we being inclusive enough? Are we? What are, what are their concerns? What could we do better as a company to help better support them as talent? This has been a pretty, sounds like when anyone has success that, oh my gosh, this is so successful, this is wonderful. But it was a really rocky road to get to that point, wasn't it? Oh yeah, God yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I mean, there is no easy way in when especially when you when you specialize in diversity and inclusion as I do I'm always the odd one out I'm always the you know I'm the black sheep I'm the weirdo in the room I'm the one everyone has a giggle at because oh isn't she cute she cares about people what they don't know is the jokes on them because I really couldn't give a shit what they think I'm just doing what I think is right for the world I don't really care about personal profit I've accidentally become very successful doing what I do but it's, that's not what drives me. What drives me is impact. What drives me is change. You know, I want to use every win to create another win. And if, if people pay me for that, then that's great. That is not why I get out of bed in the morning. So, Bless your soul. I'm you know, it's just I'm so glad that you're in the world at the same time as me and my daughter and my nieces. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Well, you don't get to the end of, I mean, maybe somebody does, but, you know, when you think about what, I think maybe because of my troubled childhood mm. and, and um, you know, the effects of that and depression and, and suicidal tendencies and things, I really did think about what kind of legacy I wanted to leave behind mm. and I can't think of a single person that's ever said, well, now I can die because I've got the house of my dreams and a Mercedes Benz and I'm like, what is that? Yeah. That's not. Material yeah. shit. So I don't, that's, yeah, I don't care about that stuff. You know, when I. When I finally close my eyes, I want to be able to say I left the world a little tiny, teeny bit better and I nearly died trying at least. Well, you, I think it, you know? I think you're underselling yourself. I think you've done more than make it a little tiny, teeny mm. piece bigger. I think mm. you've made a huge impact. Mm. So it's been quite a long journey, as I just said. What were some of your most exciting kind of milestones along the way? Because I know from reading your book there were so many hard times. But so many, <laughs> we still get them every day. Oh, really? so, I mean, that's why I love this blog yeah. because, you know, we've got, um, you know, we're just like every day something, because it's not the size of the job for me, it's the impact the job's going to have, you know. So that's what gets me excited. And last week one of our models, Beatty, was featured in InStyle magazine and she's a size 18 to 20, very proud black woman. And no, she's got a buzz card. Oh my she's, gosh, she's I kind saw of always... her. Was she in Melbourne Fashion Week as well? Yes. yes. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't she stunning? Yeah. And she's a human rights activist. She works behind the scenes with a lot of charities. She runs a recruitment agency for refugees and displaced women out of in you know domestic violence shelters and things like that and we got together and wanted to use her modeling to help impact the work that she does behind the scenes and that's the stuff that excites yep. me partnering with talent who have got more to say you know like Maria Thetil an incredible queer female advocate uh, who's a person of color 
you know, who's now, we signed her three years ago. She's just released her first book. She's on the cover of everything, in everything, on every television set because she's got such important messages for the world. And that's the stuff that excites me. It's great to get the cover of Vogue, but it's not because it's the cover of Vogue. It's because then it's what we can do with that, you know. And when we got the cover of Vogue with Robin for the first time, the conversation that created around size and bias about fat, which is, you know, essential for life, you must have fat in your body to live. So all these people who are terrified of fat need to do some research. But that's why it's important, so that we can open the doors to all those other conversations mm. and then so we can get our foot in the door and keep it open for more conversations and we can get more women through that door so they can broaden that conversation. Yeah, so everything from Sports Illustrated to the, I mean, that was one of the funniest things in my whole career. Why? I talked to John Legend for about half an hour. I had no idea who he was. I, <laughs> we were at a function and... There was a bar at the other end of the boat and there was only one guy standing there and everybody else was up at this other bar. And I, thought, I might go and chat to this I'll, poor I'll guy. He's got no friends. Bar. Yeah, and so I just was there and he asked me where I was from, an Australian, and we had a really lovely chat and I got back to, you know, the New York agent's table where I was sitting and they were all shaking in there. But I can't believe he did that. I can't believe, do you know who that is? I had no idea who John yeah, Legend that's was. That's perfect. But I'd met Chrissy several times on the sh- on shoots. But I, I had no idea who he was. But lovely, lovely he guy. Would, he probably so loved that. had some really that. funny. Mm. He would have loved that normal conversation. I, they missed that. Honestly. Yeah, mm. that genuine. I think there's no security there. I think he must have nodded to someone to say, I'm all right. Because, yeah, yeah otherwise I would have just been removed, I think. But based on the reaction of the people I was with. Mm. <laughs> mm. But, yeah, so I've had some fun, you know, really fun work experiences and things like that. But, yeah, Vogue Italia was the catalyst for change for yeah. the whole curve yeah. plus size women over a size 10 yeah. in the whole world. That was a catalyst for and the change that we see today and the Vogue covers that we see today, like with Precious yesterday, is because of Robin's mm, cover. Yeah, that's so, extraordinary. Yeah. Was- so I think, the, you know, the, the flow on from that just really did change I guess the world. it made it safe mm-hmm. for those fence sitters to go, oh, it's okay, I can, I can do it now. Well, that's right, because then back in Australia, we did Australian Vogue, we did Marie Claire, we did covers of Cosmo, we did, mm. you know, she was everywhere. But for some reason in Australia, we never go first. And it still happens today. Mm. It's just ridiculous. Mm. It still happens today. Or if they're going to do something first, they bring in an international model to put on the cover of an Australian magazine. Yeah. It's like, for God's sakes, we've got so many incredible yeah. people. Yeah, that's here. right. Yeah. What are you flying in for? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Exactly. Chelsea, in relation to setting up your business, how did you get the market to engage with real models? Like, how did you sell it to them? So I understand, like, you found the gap in the market that 80% of women in Australia are a healthy size, 10 to 18. But I'm curious as to know how open-minded businesses were or did you have to help open their minds for them? Yeah, no, it was definitely, I mean, other than a, a couple of, I think there's two plus size companies, you know, major ones at the time, it really was a matter of education, door knocking, calling, emailing, and just, you know, I was raised by Nola Bonner, who taught me that you catch more bees with honey than you do with vinegar and kill them with kindness and distance is the key. And so I just, basically, I wore people out until they just gave me a go. And once they did it, once the customers, the response was so huge. Mm. They'd do it again and they'd do it again and they'd do it again. And, then, you know, and that's so you just got to get get your foot in the door and get going and then once they see the sales that come through from that, mm. you, you kind of, once you're in, you're in. They'll do it again and again and again. Yeah. So for me it was just, yeah, I, I'm, I'm pretty dogged. I, I really, if you give me a mission, I will complete it. I love that. Awesome. There yeah. is a way and we will find it. Yeah, that's right. And you just can't have any ego. You know, you've just got to keep asking, keep asking, get on your hands and knees, the kiss their feet, do whatever. I don't care, whatever I have to do. I have absolutely no shame. Have you I'll always been like that? Um, I don't know. You'd have to ask mum, probably. I've, I mean, I've heard from family, friends and aunties and stuff that I've always been pretty stubborn and I've always been very single-minded, so which was not a good thing when I was a kid, but um, I think it served me well in my yeah, career. Yeah, it's paying dividends so, now. Yeah, because yeah. we need people yeah. like you in the world to go out and bat for us. Yeah, well, we've we? often you had know, that like, conversation too to soar with your strengths, like that's a team needs someone like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Because I think yeah. I would probably, with consistent nose, 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 and having doors slammed in my face, I think I would get disheartened. You know, when in the setting up your business part of the conversation that yeah, we've been having, you know, yeah. like it would, or I would need probably a lot of mentoring around me to keep going. Because after a while, you just be like, I oh, think oh, this is so hard. Clicks in. Well, so for me, anyway, it does. It's like if I know I'm right and I've done my research, I've got the data, yep. and I know that it's correct and good for the world and good for people in general and good for my nephews and nieces who are going to have to grow up in the next lot, mm-hmm. I there's no moving me off it. So no, it doesn't. It just rolls straight off me. I just keep going back until I get a yes. It's a good point. So, I think if- you know, no goes to a maybe, goes to a maybe, goes to a, eventually, eventually they just cave. Mm. If you've got a bit of data and some stats and things like that, like it does, it Data's does strengthen good. your Data's position, good. doesn't it? Yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah. It all comes down to the data. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it does. Very hard to argue with me if I'm standing in your office telling you that 80% of women in Australia are over a size 10 and you're only selling to 20% of the market. Yeah. And if you went into a bank with a business proposal that said, I've got the best idea ever, I'm going to only sell to 20% of the Australian yeah, market and not even look at the Yes, I often talk about this yes. and it just floors me. Like mm. I will walk yeah. into some shops and not all the time, but, you know, if I'm looking for a special occasion dress, I might, you know, pop into a Zimmer or a Scanlon or something like that. And Oh, no. Never, never. Yeah. And I just think, well, yeah. surely uh, some women who are voluptuous can afford... But- there are amazing designers who aren't as established and don't have old boys' money behind them who ha- are just as good mm. and 
need our help. Yeah, and you know so, what? I will, I'm finding you know, them all. Yeah. yeah. Well, well I need to know. Yeah, I need to know who they are as well because I'm not catered for either with mm. my figure type. I want to talk about age diversity because we are an ageing yeah. population and we do have a, mm-hmm. you know, our 50-ish tribe, as we call them, like most of the, the women that listen to us are 40s, 50s and 60s. So tell us about the representation yeah. of women in that sort of age range. Tell us about that. Yeah. Like where have so we come from and where are we heading? I, I think my eldest model, Tootie, who's a legend, Tootie Bennett, is um, about 80 Two, brilliant. Eighty-three, and uh, again, we don't have an age limit mm. at Bella. We've got all different age models, male and female, mm-hmm. and actors and talent and whatever. Ageism is another one we've been trying to crack for probably the last five years, yeah. and it's still a real fight. Mm. It's a it's a hard one because women don't want to waste their money on products that aren't going to be effective. So they don't want to use skin that's not youthful in appearance because then when we look at that product and if it's got a wrinkly face on it, we're like, I'm not spending $200 on that. You know what I mean? Mm. So it's a, it's a really hard, like that beauty space with ageism and stuff. Yeah. I can see why they are very resistant. But in fashion, it's, I mean, we see it, it's everywhere. You see it now everywhere. Mm. There's so many more mm. models in their 40s, 50s and 60s. You know, Lou Kelly, God, there's so many Sarah. There's there's a heap of them that, that are working every single day consistently wow. full-time modelling in their 50s and 60s, yeah. Which is so encouraging and, and I applaud those women big time. I, it's still not enough. It's still, it's, no, it that's right, happening. because we are an ageing population. So by the time we are old, we yeah. are going to actually make up the greatest percentage of the population. But also getting back to the beauty yes. products, like at the end of the day, like it's so hard. Like I understand that fine line that you were talking about, you know, it's it's tricky. But we are going mm. to like, because Trish and I are pro-ageing, so, you know, like the, the goal. <laughs> well, the other alternatives. The goal <laughs> is to age. So your skin is not going to to look the same. So when you go in and all you see is the face of a 20-year-old, you can't identify with them and you've got no, no idea, you, you know, whether yeah. this product is going to be effective for your particular skin type because it's just we have, yeah. I, I don't know, I, I really struggle with that I, and campaigns. It's one of the hardest for beauty and age is still a difficult mm-hmm. one because, yeah, if you use, look at Paulina and the amount of crap she gets for being beautiful and over 50, yep. you know, she gets, she cops it all the time for that. And she's aging, she's trying to age gracefully. She's trying to age without any cosmetic stuff or anything like that. But she's sort of considered too attractive to be, to really be 50, even though she is in that age group. And women are really judgmental of her. She, you know, she gets, she gets so much flack all the time and she's just trying to be a representative of a model ageing, which we never, we never Isn't get to see that, no. you know, the other side without all the plastic surgery and stuff. And she's sort of trying to show us that, but the, the amount of flack she gets from other women yeah. saying, well, you can't, you can't be serious because you're still, well, she's just trying to show you what happens as beauty fades. Mm. You know, and that's a really important message. Let her show you that. That's right. You know? And that's so yeah, brave. However she's yeah, doing yeah. it. Yeah. I think it's amazing. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I think, you know, one of the messages I, I try to always, well, one of the things I always try to talk about and one of the messages I try to get across is that it comes from us. We as women are the ones controlling all of this. And the quicker everyone realises that, the more inroads we can make. We are the ones that spend the money on clothing and beauty and hair and everything else. If we vote with our dollars, 
you watch, you see how fast the boys in the C-suite change their casting direction. Just watch. But the problem is we don't. We don't do it. We don't stand up for ourselves. Mm. And um, there's a lot of, you know, trying to fit in, fitting in with the Joneses, fitting in with mm. your friends, yep. the peer pressure and all of that sort of stuff. And I, I absolutely understand it. I get it. But in order to change that, you have to be the change you want to see. You have to pull out of that mindset in order to change your life and the lives of the people around you. So you need to be the person that goes first. Be the influence in your peer group. Stop getting the Botox. Stop all, stop all that crap and be the influence in, in your own little world. They say if you can change one mind, you've changed 100, and if you change 100, you've changed 1,000. So if you can change five of your friends' minds about ageing or weight or anything else, then they will go on to change another five people's mind. And that's the, that's how we, yeah. you know, that's how we grow the community. That's how we grow, yeah, yeah. The, that, you know, that, and put our foot That kind of answers the, the question I was going to ask next. Like there's no denying that we've come a long way. I was intrigued on your thoughts as to kind of why women and minority groups in particular often feel so disempowered and undervalued in society and, and what can we all mm. individually do to make a difference. Well, you mm. kind of... Mm. Well, the, you know, when you when you just like break it right down, like just pull it all apart. Men own almost everything at the top. They own it all. They, you know, w- women barely own any mm. of it. Men don't care what images are used. I can tell you right now, they couldn't give a shit. They will use whatever images sells the product. Yep. So if we stop buying the product, mm. they will change the marketing. Mm that it all filters down from the top. So as long as they keep selling clothing or beauty products or whatever to women using the images that they're using now, they will continue to use yep. them. And it's, it's just as simple yep. as that. Yep. So so as you said, you sort of you know, you let your dollars do the talking, don't you? You just stop buying. And I suppose you, we have do to do that on an individual basis, don't we? Because yeah. Mm. yeah, and you get you get in, I mean, I have these conversations in the back end with business you get get in their faces get on the front end if you really like a brand and you see that their marketing is really youth driven but you know that actually most of their customers are 30 plus say that on social media get on there i must say i've been leaving quite a few comments and and uh, have you yeah yeah. i've been a bit vocal yeah as of late yeah good on you Yeah. yeah We've seen a lot of um, change come from that, yeah. um, from groundswell. Yeah. All right, so, well, I'm going to do it. You know, yeah. And it, it, it is, yeah, isn't it? It's walking me. the walk and talking the talk. It's like, yeah. you know, we can whinge about that it we're is. not being represented, yeah. but if we don't, if we keep buying stuff in the stores, mm. you know, when we can fit into something or whatever, mm. then, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Chelsea, I'm interested in your opinion with uh, social media. Like how are we going with social media? So we, I know that we're trying to debunk myths and improve and increase inclusivity and embrace women of all shapes and backgrounds. But sometimes I fear all our hard work and clear messaging is being challenged by the saturation of perfect images we see on social media platforms. So on the one hand, you've got, you know, these messages coming and this sort of movement of change. But on the other hand... Like every time I open up the explore page on Instagram, it's just perfection, like constantly mm. across mm. all the ages. Actually. See, I'm really, really super careful um, to make sure that my digital communications, whether it's Instagram, whatever, Twitter, everything is clean of toxic people. Yep. So I don't look at them. I don't follow them. I don't, I just am not interested in any of that. So my feed is only full of, you know, well, at, at the moment it's full of pride 
week and Pride, you mm. know, participants and things because we just had Sydney Pride, which we had a lot of collaborations in and we had a lot of brand ambassadors. So that's what I've been looking at this last month. So that's what's filling up my feed right now. So the more you look at it, the more you'll see yeah, it. The algorithm. So I guess it's editing it's your the own. Algorithm, yeah. Oh, no, that's just, I'm just talking about the Explore page, yeah, like not my actual feed itself because I, I agree with you. Your Explore page mm-hmm. will show you what you generally want to see, what it thinks you want to see. My explore page and yours will be completely different. Well, I don't different. know why Harry Styles what comes what? up on mine. Like, I, you Probably know, I love I'm him. But looking at him all the time in the Don't Give a 50 Instagram. That's what it is. Because I'm obsessed with Harry Styles. I like him. I like him, but I'm not obsessed with Trish's. It's all my fault. I'm using the Don't Give a Give a 50 Instagram scrolling and watching Harry Styles TikToks. There you go. Okay. That's answered my question. I'll go under the gordo. Sorry, Dad. Girls and guys. <laughs> like 18 or so right up to 60-something oh, yeah. and we were talking about it the other day in the office. Everyone's obsessed with Harry oh, Styles, male, yeah, female, so every age. Yeah, yeah. Mm, so yeah. funny. <laughs> Harry, Lizzo. That's, are you getting a bit of Lizzo in the feed as well? Oh, yeah, a, a bit of Lizzo but not as much as Harry. Yeah. Harry's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I must confess now I've been called out. My answer to that is unfollow anybody that makes you feel miserable about yourself. Mm. Start following people who are trying to do positive things or things that you admire, or things that you look up to, and that's what will fill your feeds and that's what will fill your explore pages. Yeah, yep. The algorithm's real clever. Yes. Mm. If you know, if you open one ad for yep. toothpaste, you'll yep. next time you go on Instagram, you'll have 17 ads for toothpaste. Mm. So be really, really careful what you click so on. So my sister-in-law and I were sitting having a conversation across the lunch table and then she went away. We were talking about a particular brand and I said, oh, yeah, Mm. they were on sale the other day and she doesn't follow them. It wasn't in her feed. Mm. In her Instagram feed, a sponsored ad came up. Yeah. She didn't even go and look at it. I was like, oh, my gosh, they're listening to us as well. They're listening. I know. It's weird. Mm. Yeah. But it all cross-pollinates. So if you Google something. Yes. It picks yep. it up and it'll show it to you on did Facebook you, I think, or Instagram. Does anyone Instagram. remember that old Tom Cruise movie? And it was really before his time and he was walking along and all the billboards talked to him? No. Oh, I'm trying to think of what. Was that Vanilla Sky? I don't know, but it was it's like, like kind of a bit vanilla. of sci-fi thing. But as he walked, all the marketing, <laughs> marketing, 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 <laughs> all the marketing actually, yeah, kind of spoke to him. It was his character. It was yeah. seeing that one. almost like an AI, a futuristic AI thing. But yeah, that's basically, a that stick scene. away from what's happening yeah. now. I know the I know the movie you're talking about now. Arnold Schwarzenegger. When he went to Mars or something, and the billboards all yeah, to something him. like yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, Chelsea. I just, I just got a flash. Yeah. I must say, in your book, I had so many aha moments. Some particular hit me like an absolute brick, and I'm sure I won't be alone. In particular, when you mm-hmm. say things like, "I wanted to change the world's attitude towards women and beauty." I still had not accepted that I deserved to be thought of in this way. I wanted to truly Mm -hmm. accept the words that came out of my mouth, justifying my right to exist, that I was truly beautiful. I had wanted to believe in the deepest part of my soul. I hadn't passed my own judgment. I had been playing at accepting myself and putting on a show. I just, Mm -hmm. I had never felt something just so honest and real and I think, you know, at moments I still have that time where I'm saying, you know, I'm this, I'm that, I'm this, but, you know, somewhere Mm -hmm. deep inside me goes, you're just a fraud, you don't feel that way at all. 
Yeah, the, the claw gets in so deep. It's so, so, so deeply embedded so far down in your psyche that still now I'm still, I still pick bits of glass out, even though I really, if um, you hung out with me for a few minutes, you'd know, I, I, you know, walk around my undies everywhere. I just really, I'm just really, really comfortable in my own skin. But occasionally still, I still get a little like, oh, hang on, what's that? You know, oh, why am I worried about what people are thinking about me in this situation? Yeah. Or, mm. Still there. And I, I think that there's something inherently just human about I that. Agree. Where yeah. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Years. Years. Yeah. You can't be like that yeah. all the time, can you? At some point, no. that little guard's no. going to come in and, like, you know, start ch- chatting to you. It would be nice if we could be like yeah. that all the time, or we just yeah. don't give a 50. I don't care. Blah, blah, blah. This is, I'm comfortable in my yeah. own skin. I guess we can aim yeah. for a certain amount of our time. I think in those. In those moments, I try to remember that even if I don't feel like I have the right to exist in that moment, I have the right to exist for my nieces who are going to need my help and I kind of just flip the dialogue to them, like I have to go do this, walk onto this stage or go do this thing. And it's not about me actually, it's about the kids. Yeah. And that's what gets me through those little minutes, yeah. you know. So the longer, the longer you don't give a shit for the longer you don't give a shit yeah. for and those those moments are fewer yes. and farther between. Correct, correct. No, we train like, ourselves. Yeah. It's almost like a muscle, isn't it? You know, yeah. It's like, well, it is. And, yeah. and I've said this about Absolutely. being assertive as well. It's like when you start to be assertive, you go, mm. okay, that's quite good. You kind of mm. build and build and build yeah. on it. So I guess it's like that. It's like mm. catching yourself and going, that's what you're doing it's again. It's catching your Stop reaction. It. Yeah. yeah. My assertiveness. And is pushing the reaction away from you and looking at it for what it is and going, do I really need to react to that? Is that something yeah. I really need to think about? You know, you've got to push those thoughts out of your head and really inspect yeah. them mm. uh, before you let Occasionally in. I will say to myself now out loud, do not speak to yourself that way, even if it's in your own. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say yeah. my assertiveness Good. is still at, at its infancy. Oh, no. <laughs> Mine's getting much better. <laughs> Got a lot of work to do there. <laughs> my <laughs> self negative self talk, I think, needs oh, a lot of uh, yeah. a lot of work. But yeah, oh, it's getting there. Anyway, we're we're a work in progress, aren't we, Chelsea? Yeah, but I think even thing. these conversations, of course, yeah. and owning it. You know, like yeah. even saying, yeah. you know, we get on so we don't give a 50, but it's like, you know what, sometimes I do and I wish oh, I didn't. Hell yeah. yeah. But I think everyone knows that. Yeah. But I think these conversations that grown, strong, fucking awesome women are having mm. going, okay, well, they feel that way yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> there are no perfect people. Yeah. I can tell you right yep. now, everybody's got something. I mean, I work with some of the most beautiful people in the world every single day. Mm. And everybody's got, got stuff. their stuff. All of them have stuff. Yeah. It doesn't, you know, it might not be necessarily body image, but it might be they hate their skin or they hate their hair or they hate the way they speak or they hate the way they get embarrassed about this or they've got anxiety issues or everybody's yeah. got something. Yeah. There is We're no all perfect. Imperfect. Mm. perfect. That whole idea is Yes, yes, it is. Yeah. I think that was the point I was trying to make before and I didn't do a very good job is that it is virtually impossible to be carefree, completely, totally and utterly carefree. Unless you are an absolute moron <laughs> who doesn't read, doesn't think, yeah. doesn't, you know, I mean, I don't even know the level of, uh, I don't even know. I mean, you'd Are, have they, to are they called sociopaths or narcissists? <laughs> Mm. never read anything, mm. never have anyone to worry about. I mean, no, you can't. It's impossible to be carefree. Yep, yeah. I mean, the idea of that's just 
bizarre. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I guess, you know, those things make us more compassionate, more empathetic and just nicer people. Yeah, absolutely. Thinking people can't help it, you know, that old saying ignorance is bliss is just so true. If you're a thinking, interested, communicative person who wants to be involved in life, you are going to worry about things and people. That's the end of it. I totally agree with you. It's impossible not to be affected at some point, at some level about something. Yeah, no, it's it's absolutely true. So, Chelsea, what is your idea or possibly a definition of, of true beauty? What is that to you? True beauty for me is, you know, it's a mindset. It's not a, It's not what you look like, it's what you radiate. You know, the most beautiful people that I know, their beauty comes from the inside out. It's a, it's a joy, it's a confidence, it's a, it's a radiance that comes from inside and no amount of cosmetic surgery is going to create mm. that. It's having an open and kind and loving heart. It's been giving and caring and being able to give people big hugs and not worry about squashing your boobs into them because they're too fat and all those sorts of things. That's that's what beauty is, you know. The beauty is is in our differences. It's not in our sameness or this this quest for sameness. I mean, God, how boring would life be if we all looked the same? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the concept is ridiculous though, you know. Like if you think about the concept, we're all trying to, well, not me, but, you know, everyone's trying to look like this one particular ideal of Western beauty and it, it would be unbelievably boring if we all looked like that. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah, so true. Oh, yeah. Yep, and you'd spend your entire life in a state of anxiety trying to achieve it. Uh, yeah, even if you could magically wave a wand and we all, you know, looked a certain way, it would still be what a what a boring society that yes, would be. Totally. So, well said. Sometimes you need to hear that. So tell us, Chelsea, what's yeah. um, next on the agenda for you? Tell us what you're up to. What plans you've got? Projects, things like that. Oh, We're interested. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a really big year. So already, um, it's only March. Last year I- Oh, you mean the last 12 months? Well, yeah, when I was thinking 12 yeah. months, yeah, sorry, not year, 12, 12 months. Um, so I produced um, the Curve Edit for Australian Fashion Week last year, <sighs> which I chose six or seven, I can't remember right now because it's Friday afternoon, smaller female-owned designers to show at Australian Fashion Week and I paid for the whole thing. So we had models from size 10 through to a size of about 22 24 and we gave that showcase to female designers who were designing for women over a size 10 um, who needed the boost and also to make sure that women over a size 10 are represented in Australian Fashion Week so that was that was really cool I loved doing that they won't let me do it again this year probably because we took so much press off them last year Uh, they won't let me do it again. I, I but, you must know, admit I followed that last that year. Too. It was brilliant. Did yeah, you? I loved it. Did you love it? Yeah. yeah. It was, that was one of, one of the highlights of my career so far, I think, was being able to afford to do that for people. Like that was, Come on, Melbourne Fashion cool. Week, all of our listeners, let's get out there and go, let Chelsea do it. Yeah, yeah. No, no it's Australian Fashion Week. Australian Fashion Week, not Melbourne Fashion Week. So we need to correct But the other one is... Um, um, TikTok. So we shot a seven episode series and they're about five minutes, five and a half minutes per episode. By doing that, I was able to cast 
the way I think Australian television should look, which is all sizes, all ages, all ethnicities, all genders, all everything. So um, I was able to, you know, put this incredibly diverse cast together He's around a beautiful like story. Chelsea, that is extraordinary. Yeah. like So that was... That was really amazing and we're hoping, obviously, we'll use it as a pilot program for other, so we're using it as a talent incubator. So we're giving opportunities to young actors, writers, directors, mostly female crew, female directors, female writers and um, talent who don't normally ever get the opportunity to be on any sort of television program in Australia. And create these different television series for them, which will sit on social media, and that we will also be able to take into Netflix or Stan or whatever, yep, yep. and potentially sell on to them, so that we can continue it. Chelsea, that's extraordinary. Like people like you make me feel so boring. <laughs> like I like. Well, I can't believe this is boring. The, like you're doing something. Yeah, we are. No, you're absolutely you know? right. But just the the level of creativity. Like are those ideas. Did they just come to you or are you collaborating with a team? Yeah. You know, like who conceptualises these? It's mostly my random brain. Oh, I love it. <laughs> then, I love it. Love random brains. Yeah, and then I go to obviously I've got a team and I've got people I work with and, um, you know, people I know through the industry and I go out to them and I say, okay, I've got this crazy idea. Yep. What do you reckon? And they'll um, come back to me and say, you're insane or <laughs> I think that's the goer. Yep. But to be honest with you, I don't often, um, I, I love to listen to everybody's point of view, yep. but at the end of the day I always just go with my yep. gut. I just trust my gut. Yep. I will listen to everyone's point of view. I will tweak things if I'm dead set absolutely going to do something and someone says, oh, maybe you, should, you shouldn't do it because of this reason or that reason, I'll take all of that under consideration yep. and I'll tweak yep. things. But pretty much if I've decided to do it, it's going to get done. Yep. Chelsea, <laughs> sorry, everyone. I don't know if our listeners will be hearing me. Have they they might have heard a bit of coughing in the background. <laughs> I'm, I'm still alive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. You can probably, yeah, chop that. Chelsea, circling yeah. back, what the TikTok series, when is that going to be released? So we released it on TikTok about a month ago. Okay, great. And within 10 days we had over a million viewers. Oh, wow. And so we've um, put it now, it's on uh, Instagram and Facebook just to, you know, because some people don't watch TikTok. So we thought that would be interesting data to get anyway. Mm. But it was shot specifically for TikTok and Yeah, so for a brand new page with a brand new concept, long form series on TikTok to get over a million viewers in one week is like crazy. So we know it's huge potential. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, 50s Tribe, we're going to put links to that in the show notes and on our socials so you can be part of the cool crowd that are changing the world. Yeah. So, Chelsea, we are starting to run out of time. So we would like to ask you our wrap-up question. So it's world famous. It's something that we ask all our <laughs> because guests. Because, of course, we are. <laughs> We've decided that it's world famous, and that is if you could go back in time, what would Chelsea of today tell her 20-ish self? Ooh, oh, gosh. I needed to tell myself a lot of things at 20. <laughs> I mean, I think I'd probably just let her know that it's all going to be okay in the end. She'll find her place in the world. I think at 20 I was pretty confused about any kind of what I wanted to do but not how I wanted to do it and and it wasn't meshing up in my head. The industry I wanted to work in didn't seem to have a place for me. I didn't know how to work around that. 
and then I figured out I could just do it myself. So mm. if I could go back and, and tell her that, it probably would save her a few years of pain. Oh, yes. yeah. yeah, and how often do our guests say similar mm. messages? Yeah, just yeah. about, yeah, about I would that. go and give that Chelsea a big hug. Yeah. <laughs> Trish and I are huge huggers. Yeah. Yeah. We hug everybody. Um, so am I. Yeah, I hug everybody, even my banker. Yeah. Like, hopeless, yeah. Oh, we love that, though. And I must That's say, so cool. 50 Tribe, I absolutely just loved Chelsea's book, so highly recommend it. And I'm an audiobook girl and, yeah, it was brilliant, so... Mm-hmm. Jump on. Did you narrate it, Chelsea? No, I had Catherine Tonkin narrate it at the time. I just, I just didn't have days and days and days to sit yep. in a studio, mm-hmm. and it takes quite, it takes quite a long time to record an oh, audio yeah. book. Yep. I, I have trouble sitting still for a podcast, let alone yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a whole. Yeah, that's day why you achieve so much. Um, she, she, you chose well. She has a beautiful voice. Yeah, I auditioned a lot of voice artists, but I just, I found that. I feel like her voice is, was most like mine with the warmth that I kind of speak mm. with because I'm a bit of a dag, you know, and I didn't want it to be too posh yeah, right. because I'm not like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah well, you're, I you're totally relate to that. Yeah, so do I. That's why yeah. we're here. That's why we do what we do. So that's it from us today. We'll put links to today's divine guest, Chelsea Bonner, in our show notes. Don't forget you can stay in touch. Follow us on Instagram at don'tgiver50 or email us at hello at don'tgiver50.com.au. If you have a suggestion for a topic you'd like us to discuss or if you would like to put yourself or someone you know forward to be a guest, go to our website www.don'tgiver50.com.au and while you're there, sign up to be part of our 50-ish tribe. Also, and very importantly, if you've got a moment, leave us a review and a rating. Only only good ones. (laughs) Well, I guess feedback. Remember, we need some feedback as well. Remember, gorgeous 50-ishers, life is for living. Don't give a 50 because we're all 50 and awesome regardless of age and living and ageing is an absolute privilege and just being awesome is our right. Chelsea, thank you so much from the bottom of our hearts for sharing and also all you have done and all you are doing to make this world a better place for not only women but all people with diversity. So thanks, gorgeous girl. The world needs more Chelsea's. Yeah. Thank you. Well, I feel like I've got some partners in crime. Yeah, Yeah, anytime. Anytime. We're up for it. (laughs) We're always We'll help hide the bodies. It's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 